get on with it. Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, the future. You're listening to episode number 57. My name is Jason. Joining me tonight from IGrowUpStarWars.com, the OT curmudgeon. Hello, Tom. Dot com. Hello, everybody. Good to be here. Also joining us tonight from JediBusiness.com, Grisby. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Good to be back. What's up, Grisby? What's up? Toy Run aficionado. That's right. How many episodes you done of that now? Uh, 21 or 22, or something like that. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. It's about a half a year now, so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Time's been flying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also joining us tonight from Bendones to the Black Series. That's kind of outdated now, right? Black Series. Is that the most recent thing? Well, we're still doing Black Series. Bendones yeah. to the Black Series. Vintage to modern, he collects it all. Our good friend Ryan. Hi there. It's good to be here. No dot com on me, sorry. This is going to be the uh, Ryan show today, so enjoy. <laughs> Ryan's the only one that doesn't have a website. But I went everywhere. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's the one going out and uh, trekking the world for uh, Star Wars goodness. I actually have a website that I never mentioned on the podcast because it has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's mojonixonworldempire.com. Everything you need to know about Mojo Nixon, head there. That's my website. There you go. There you yeah, go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a little while since we had our last show, um, but we've had uh, two conventions, Celebration Europe 3, right? It's the third one? Uh, yes. They, they don't even uh, call it by numbers anymore, do they? No, there's no numbers anymore. Celebration Europe London? Is, is, that, is that what... Or just Celebration you know, just, London? It just said Celebration Europe, honestly. It was kind of really? weird. It didn't really say London on any of the stuff. Hmm... I can double check that, but I, I was like pretty sure they, all of Europe. I like when they number things. I know they try to get away from that because they don't want you to feel like you've missed out, but I like numbers. Like yeah. Sharknado is Sharknado 4, right? Yeah. I like that. I know how many movies there are. I know how many I've missed. But what happens when you see like the fifth element? You think there were four <laughs> more before that? <laughs> In the next celebration... They need another one of those movies, really. That was, good movie, that was yeah. a great movie. That really was. <laughs> when did that come out? 97? I never saw it. I never saw what? it. What? Really? No. Oh, it was, was really good. Multiplot. Yeah, I already Multiplot. screwed it up. Forget it. Forget <laughs> it. Damn it. It's what happens when you drink before you record. Is every time? In a Celebration Orlando next year... They're just going to call that Celebration Orlando, or are they going to call that Celebration North America? I think they're going to, well, yeah, they're going to alternate between Celebration Orlando and Anaheim. So there's little right? there's little or no hope for Celebration in Seattle. I don't think so. I, you know, I don't think we have a venue that's big enough to handle that. The Tacoma Dome. <laughs> I don't know. I think crappy Tacoma Dome? <laughs> My God. Tom, Tom, I think the convention center here in Washington State is bigger than the one that I was in in London. At least the the square footage well, that we used for the convention. So maybe, maybe but I mean, in a uh, uh, United States uh, celebration, those are huge. Very true. Yes. But I do have to say that uh, remember uh, the L.A. celebration? What was that? Uh, the celebration four or five? Four. 
Four. Four. It seemed like there was a lot of unused space that they had available to them. But they've just been getting they they've just been getting bigger and bigger though. So we, we I don't know. Maybe we could. In Orlando. Well, you, you know, if they cleaned, I don't know. If they cleaned out the whole, I don't know, guys. I don't know if they cleaned out the whole um, where they do Emerald City. If they just cleaned that out and and they could probably do it. I don't know the convention center. I think they could do it. Parking would be horrible though. Horrible. But Emerald City Comic Con apparently had over 70,000 attendees last time. Yeah. And that's so way they, more than attended a celebration, right? Yeah. yeah. Celebration Anaheim? How many attended Celebration Anaheim? Like Anybody know? Thirty? Was it like 35,000? I, I thought it was over 50,000. I thought it was oh. about 50, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. And, you're right. And yeah, Emerald City had 70,000 people? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's, a sh- that's easy then, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, huh? Should be doable. Far out, far out. Not that it's ever going to happen, but no, it's not. Mm. Because the, what's great about Anaheim and uh, Orlando is is Disney, of course. Right. I mean, especially Anaheim. That was that was great. Oh well. I'm looking forward to Orlando. Me too. I know Ryan, you're getting married and your wife won't let you go, so you're not going <laughs> to that one. Yep, that's when the that's when the hammer falls. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's it. You know, Ryan, I just don't see this really working with you and those Star Wars people anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I only took her all the way across to Europe for a convention. So. Oh. Well, the thing is, there was promise of other things. <laughs> you know, you had other side trips and other oh, yeah. places to go. I almost forgot I was going to convention on that trip. Honestly. <laughs> wow. So let's talk about, and then also San Diego Comic-Con 2016, but let's talk about Celebration Europe first, because Ryan actually went. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Ryan. How was it? Well, it was it was fun. This was my first time doing a, any convention outside the United States, actually. Well, I guess I've been to one in Canada, but um, first time in Europe entirely for me. I've never been to Europe, so I spent time in Scotland, Paris, Dublin, and then went down to London. Uh, I found odds and ends here and there as far as Star Wars stuff. Uh, even found some bootlegs in Scotland. There's an Emperor figure. I'll have to post a picture of it. It looks like some smiley old man instead of the Emperor. It's really funny. Um, looks like but, me? Yeah, there you go. Uh, only you don't smile, Tom. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> nice observation, Ryan. <laughs> um, uh, Celebration London was fun. Uh, it's definitely a very different venue from what we've had in the United States. It had kind of two... Uh, floor spaces, which uh, separated by kind of a mall in the middle, and it was nice, and yet it wasn't because you'd like go through one whole area and you cross over this big hallway, mall, whatever you want to call it, into the other area, and there was different things going on in different places. Like on one side, uh, we had the uh, the collectors panels. Um, one of the stages was over there. Uh, Forbidden Planet was there. A lot of the vendors were there, but you go over the other side. And that's where they had like the the media stage, and um, the the prop store, or not prop store, but the you know the the props that Lucasfilm was selling them. Um, the prop shop. Yeah, the prop shop. That's the right word. Uh, EA was over there. The uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like uh, the drone thing where they had the whole drone show. I don't know if you guys heard anything about that. Uh, they had a whole stage for that over there. So it's different things on both sides. And then you go down a little further. 
And there was one big hall that was just the queue area. I guess that's where people were lining up to get uh, tickets for different things in the morning. I never lined up for a ticket. I didn't feel I wanted to. Uh, most of the time, I don't go to any of the big panels anymore because you can usually see it all online. Rather than, I'm not a person who likes to stand in line a whole lot at convention, at, especially at Celebration, since I, I'm working it, and I don't know if I'll even be able to go to it sometimes because I might have something to do. Um, but the convention, it was, it was interesting because it's a lot smaller than an American convention. I haven't seen the numbers for the attendance, but it definitely felt smaller. The floor, the floor space uh, felt smaller. Um, and like the Hasbro exclusive, you didn't buy from Hasbro. Forbidden Planet was the one selling that. And they also had like the comic exclusives and everything like that. I don't know if that's just because it was in Europe and Hasbro didn't want to set up shop over there, especially in San Diego the next week or what. But um, it was very different. And even for the Kylo Ren exclusives, you had to line up in the morning and get a ticket uh, to get in the line. And I didn't even know this. Uh, having traveled for almost two weeks before the convention – going all over Scotland and everything, I really wasn't paying attention to the news for the convention, and I had no idea that you had to line up for different things and get tickets in the morning. So I get there like an hour, hour and a half early before the convention starts. Since I'm crew, I can get on the floor early. I think I'll take some pictures. Hope to see if I can maybe grab some of the exclusives early. And um, I walk up to Forbidden Planet like, oh, no, you need, you need to have a ticket. I was like, what? <laughs> I had no idea, but they said, come back at, I think they said, first day, I was like, come back at four. Uh, if we have extras left over, we'll sell them then. And I came back at four, like, well, that was like at the time the Rogue One panel was going on. Like, well, come back at six. There's a lot going on. We're not sure if we want to sell them yet. So I came back at six, and there's a lot of people kind of milling around. I kind of felt like they'd only told me this, but clearly it was far more people they told. And all of a sudden, they had us all form in a line. I was about 30th in line, and yeah, I got my Kylo Ren. So felt happy about that. Uh, it was like taking care of all the exclusives first day and didn't have to worry about buying anything more. Uh, but, like, there's some cool things that we don't see at an American convention. Like, Diagostini had a booth there, and they were selling their first issue of the Millennium, Build a Millennium Falcon. And the helmets that I know Adams talked about on his podcast, the Diagostini helmets, they would, you could get the first issue, which happened to be Darth Vader, for, like, two pounds. And I think the Millennium Falcon was three pounds, or that was reversed somewhere in there. So it was a good deal to kind of get those started, and the Vader helmet was the one I wanted. Mattel was like the easiest booth ever. You could walk up all day and buy the exclusive FET car that they had there. I thought that would be hard. Usually, like at San Diego and at Anaheim, the Mattel booth is a pain in the butt. And yet there, it was like, I could have bought six when I bought them. I just bought two because I bought one for me, and I knew Jake wanted one. And I think the whole weekend, I could have just walked up and bought more if I wanted to. Funko was a piece of cake. I walked up to that middle of the day. Um, was able to buy any exclusives I wanted. Uh, there was really no line. And it's crazy when you think of Funko, like at San Diego and other places where it's just nuts. Uh, I don't know why those weren't as big there or why they didn't get as crowded, but it was it was nice. <laughs> um, obviously, I didn't get into the, like, the big panels. Like I said, I was working the, uh, the collector's panels, which are always fun. I did get to see part of the Rogue One panel and saw the uh, the... The sizzle reel, I guess, is what they called it on one of the big screens there in the hall. Because um, it was different. Like in Anaheim last year, when they did the big uh, Force Awakens panel, that was like the first thing of the show. And they were broadcasting it on all these different screens, including the collector's panel. Whereas at this, it was almost at the end of the day. And I think maybe they did that so it would be at a decent time for people in the United States to be able to watch it live. But um, we actually had a panel going on at the same time. And it was, it was weird. 
because the way they did their panels is that we weren't in separate rooms. They had these big partitions separated around you. So literally the collector's uh, panels was right there on the show floor just with these partitions all around, but it's all open above, so you can hear anything out on the floor. So all of a sudden people would be cheering for something on the Rogue One thing, and you could hear it in the collector's uh, panel stuff. Um, so that was very different from what, I, what I'm used to as well. Uh, other than that, I mean, vendors, it's about the same. It's all in pounds, obviously, but I was able to find a few European things. I even found a, uh, the, those Japanese Bandai carded figures almost look like vintage cards. They're a little different, but I found the Phasma for, I think, 15 pounds. Those look really then the cool. BB-8, yeah, they do look cool. I saw the BB-8 for 20 pounds. I didn't think it was worth it. So, um, <laughs> How can you? The Phasma's, big, Phasma's a bigger figure. It's 15 pounds. I'm like, sure, I'll buy that. Hmm. Um, and so, okay, um, go ahead. I want to ask you a question. So last time we talked, we were talking about the collector's panel, and you were not really allowed at that time to tell what the giveaway was going to be. Yeah. But now that you can say, what was it, and how well did it go over? Uh, they were these awesome medallions. If you've seen the medallions we did for uh, Celebration 4 and Cel- the first Celebration Europe and Celebration Japan, they're similar to that, but they actually had color on the front, and they were vintage vehicles. We had 12 different vehicles. Um, if you look at it, it's almost four vehicles from each movie, although you have things like the Battle Wagon, which isn't really Return of the Jedi, but you could lump it in there. Um, and they went over really well. I, it, for us setting up, although I didn't go to help them set up on, on Thursday before the show like I normally would because it was one of my very few days in London – uh, usually when we set up, we, we have to take those star tots out, like we've done the tots, and actually open the plastic cases, put the tot in the case, put the, the card backer in the case, and, and pop those back in to get it done. These were just all in little resealable baggies, so it was a little easier to have that set up. Um, people like the medallions. Uh, the weird thing is, is over there, it seemed like more people came to the collector's panels because they wanted to see uh, the panel itself, the information, rather than for the giveaway, which sometimes in the United States... It seems I know it's not true. I know there's lots of people who go to the ones in the United States who are there for the panel itself and not the giveaway. But it seems uh, like you know a lot of the folks that I saw that had kids upon kids upon <laughs> kids were not there for the panels. They were there for those oh. those talks. I'm not saying all yeah. of them were there for the panels, but I, I know because I know in the American ones we'd have to deal with a lot of the people who would give us problems. Uh, people trying to game the system. Over there, we didn't have that. In fact, people were very thankful. When well, we that's a that's a that's a nice uh, that's a nice change. What's wrong with people us in the very US? Nice. <laughs> What's wrong? I don't want to insult everybody in the United States, but it, people were a lot nicer at uh, panels and not trying to. Oh, I missed mine and trying to game the system. People were just very happy um, to get something. Huh. And they were really nice. And it was funny because some of the really cooler ones happened. Well, like. We gave up the Millennium Falcon medallion while some other stuff was going on. We only had like half-filled rooms. We had lots of extra Falcons at the end, Mm. whereas things like the Imperial Troop Transport, which I think was during the Lego panel, if I remember correctly, and the A-Wing, we didn't have as many uh, at the end because those panels were quite full. Um, The collector's panels were very interesting. Uh, Obviously, you have people talking about things from France and from England and uh, that sort of thing. So it wasn't just the same thing that we get in the United States. Um, and we ended up, we had these, like at the American celebrations, we've done the uh, the countertop displays that you could put all your star tots in. For this, right. we had a cardboard star destroyer that you could 
put your medallions into the top of. You could fit all 12 into that. And hmm. we announced those at one panel and were sold out by the end of the sec- next panel. They went fast. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Yeah. Cool. It was, it was surprising. Um, but like uh, Duncan and everybody set up the scavenger hunt again, and you could get a medallion for doing the scavenger hunt. Um, that's, that stuff was very much like the uh, the American celebrations. Uh, all in all, it was it was a lot of fun. It was definitely different. It felt smaller and yet nicer. Um, I, I found it funny. I think the most shared photograph and talked about photograph that I took at celebration is the picture of the six inch Leia. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hasbro. So the, yeah, uh, that was that was the biggest turd I've ever seen the since Hasbro, the monkey face lay of so, ninety five. Okay, come so on. The Hasbro Hasbro was there. Did they do a? They didn't do a panel though, right? Just they. No, just, they did not do a panel. They did some Q and A's, which you participated mm-hmm. in for uh, Toy Run, and JediBusiness.com, yeah. which mm-hmm. um, if you want to listen to that Q and A, which I highly recommend, you should go to Toy Run. I think number. Is it 19 two, or 20? Two shows ago, I think, isn't it? Yeah, right. just a couple, couple episodes ago. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I highly recommend listening to that because um, you got to answer the, the question. I've been wa- wanting to know about is that <laughs> Han Solo's hair color, were they, you know, were they going to make so, it gray? <clears throat> so, Jason, that was your question, right? Yes, that was the question that I passed on to Chris. So, so here's my question. Do you think we caused... There to be a gray hair Han Solo at San Diego. Comic-Con. I don't know. He said we had. He said he said he had to make a call, right? Yeah. Q and A. And then what do you know? Next thing they set up one. Did they yeah, paint it? it? Did they paint it at the show and put it up on display? No, I never saw that they changed it at uh, Celebration. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, as far as that Q and A, it was very interesting. Well, first of all, I don't blame you on this, Chris, but it took me two hours to find where to do the interview. Like Chris told me, you know, it was at the media lounge and. I'm asking people, where's the media lounge? And somebody told me it was the hotel across the street. I go over there. There was the place to check in for media, but it wasn't the media lounge. And I finally found it was down on the, the lower floor, back in, hidden away almost. But once I found it, it was really nice. It was one of the best air-conditioned rooms I was in. Um, I mean, I've done interviews at um, American Celebrations and at San Diego Comic-Con, and usually you have to do it at the Hasbro booth. You're right there on the floor, tons of noise. And in this, I went into this other room with Steve Evans. Uh, it was just him and me and a couple other folks from Hasbro kind of sitting in the back to monitor. And it was kind of nice. I could just sit, let, set my phone down on the table, record. There was no other noise. Um, I know Chris has had Steve Evans on his show before. He's a really nice guy. Um, I was impressed. I've seen the Q&As from the past few years. Uh, uh, obviously, I've done a few. And it always felt like Hasbro could never tell us anything. And I almost dread, dreaded doing Hasbro interviews because it's like, okay, I'm going to ask you this. I know what you're going to say. I'm going to ask you this. I know what you're going to say. And I felt like we actually got answers. Uh, they were a little more forthcoming about yeah. things. I mean, he was pretty, I, in both interviews, I was, was very honest. impressed. What, what I was mm-hmm. impressed about was when he was talking about the Podameron figure from last year, from the uh, the six-inch Podameron figure from uh, Wave 2 of the Black Series. Yeah. He actually said that they didn't get the face sculpt very good yeah like like i i I don't feel like in the past they never anyone would ever would have said that 
No, it was just like, well, you know, they go through different factories mm-hmm. and things happen. Well, they, 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 yeah, he was right like, there and said that. Was like, yeah, like, yeah. He we, seems to be a genuinely nice guy overall, yeah. you know. And oh, yeah. he has, he shares the same history with us that we have with Kenner, and right. you know, he was collecting when '95 came back and, and the modern figures came out. He was into that, and you know, he started dealing with those figures. He collected them. You know, he was really, really into that. And for him. I mean, he keeps saying that this is really his dream job, you know, and I, I believe him, you know, I think he's really, really passionate about this. And I mean, he's been just with with this department that he's in right now or in this position for about two years. Yeah. And, you know, I he acknowledges the play sets, um, the, the creatures and all that stuff that we want. And he seems to be genuinely interested in actually bringing that to the market. So. Yeah. I guess you know we'll see in like a year or so uh, if if that holds true, you know. Yeah. Well, next year should be his 40th anniversary, so why not? Yeah. I, I have a prediction. I'm going to say for later in the show, but <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I just want to go back okay. a little bit. We talked. We were okay. We, uh, we were talking about the display case. Yes. And they put um, some of the uh, some of the upcoming six inch figures out. Um, yep. Princess Leia from A New Hope being one of them. Yeah, you posted. You were one of, if if not the first, you were one of the first people to post a photo of it, uh-huh. and it got a lot of uh, attention. Most of it negative, like Tom. Right, right. Like, what what <laughs> what was your thought again, Tom? Big turd. <laughs> <laughs> and within a day, they pulled it. Yeah, Mon- monkey face Leia part two. <laughs> I found that interesting. I saw people talk about that. They said that they pulled it from the case. And I was like, oh, really? So I had to go back and check it. Yeah, it was gone. Hashtag um, not even trying. <laughs> the The problem with the figure, I don't think, is the sculpt. I think the sculpt is fine. Um, Hasbro's had this issue a couple times. I think the... Hashtag no one knows how to paint. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously the one we saw at San Diego was updated with a better paint job. It looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was kind of surprising to see like how many shares that got and how viral it went and how many people were just commenting on crap it was. I'm like, that's like the only picture that people seem to be gravitating toward that I took. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting that the uh, the turnaround time to fix the uh, the paint application was really really fast because yeah, um, it only took him like three or four days to do that and and that's why I think that uh, Jason's question might have actually really triggered the whole gray hair Han Solo because at first I was like nah, I'm not sure if they can you know have such a quick turnaround time you know to repaint something. But, you know, with Leia, they obviously were able to do that. So I'm pretty sure that they were able to do that with Han as well. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. Who knows? Well, I'm sure these, you know, these prototypes and stuff, all you need to do is just change the Pantone color for the hair. And there you go. That's it. For production, you're done. Right? Yeah. Right. But, you know, go ahead, Chris. With, with the interviews that Ryan did, um, I felt that, now it feels like we're like the fan community, the fan collecting community is a little closer to Hasbro, or much closer than we've been in like the last five six years. I think um, it's true. I feel like they they're making an effort. Um, they really seem to be listening. They're doing the interviews again. They're doing the the fans choice poll. It sounds like as if the three three quarter inch fans choice poll is going to come back as well. 
Yeah. So I think um, they acknowledge the super articulated figures. They announced that Rogue One characters will be made in that line as well. Um, you know, there is everything sounds really good right now. We just need to see a little bit more, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at the Hasbro on the, the display case, um, alongside, you know, they had a, th- a bunch of stuff we've seen already, or, or even stuff we already have. Like, was Zuvio out or something? Wasn't Zuvio in that display case? Yeah. Was that San Diego? No, Zuvio was in the case. They had most of the stuff from the last year in the case. Yeah. I kind of skimmed over a lot of it because it was out, so I really didn't care. Right. But <laughs> but there were a couple of new things. Um, an A-Wing that yeah. for Rebels, which uh, three and three-quarter inch scale A-Wing, which comes with a Harris and Dula uh, figure, which looks like she might have a different head sculpt with some, like... Uh, She's got a helmet on. With a helmet. Yeah, yeah. the helmet is not removable, by the way. Hmm. Oh okay. Um, I think it's pretty. You know, I'm I'm glad they're using putting hair in a vehicle because I think um, when the last what was it the ghost came out and not the ghost the uh, the phantom phantom and it came with um, came with Kanan didn't came it? with Kanan. I think a lot of people were complaining why it doesn't come with hair as she seems to drop pilot it more. Yeah. But um, maybe they were kind of thinking maybe we can get hair out. Um, the, the, I guess the, this is not a repaint of the A-Wing we've had previously. This is a new sculpt. And the bonus is it has a big giant Nerf gun on the bottom of it. (laughs) That was the funniest thing. Like, I didn't see anybody talking about that. It was just one day I was going by the, maybe the second day of the con, I was going by the shelf. And they have the mirrors underneath. I'm like, that looks like there's a dart under there. And I looked, and sure enough, there's a giant cannon with a dart underneath the A-Wing. Uh, I haven't really heard a lot of people talk about it very much, but it's there. I can't tell if it get recesses into the ship at all, but uh, they mm-hmm. they definitely added that because it looks great from the top, but I didn't yeah. know that that dart was there to begin with. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the reasons people are not talking about it because you can't really see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen any shots from, from underneath yet. When I, I posted a couple, but... When I was a kid, I loved Nerf, and when I was a kid, I loved Star Wars, but I'm not really sure I like them combined, but... When I was a kid, I loved Star Wars, and I loved uh, SpaghettiOs, and somehow, <laughs> someway... You can get both now. They need to uh, They need to combine the two. They I did. would be up they for did. that. Yeah. Didn't they do that? Yeah, they well, did. there are combining, Star Wars SpaghettiOs. Combining SpaghettiOs and meatballs with a Star Wars toy somehow would be... <laughs> oh, okay. Free figure inside? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Acmina, Acmina in a uh, can of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> That'd be fitting, wouldn't it? You just kind of dump it down on a on a plate, and there she is. The um. Just one more song, friends. <laughs> the I think at so so they also I'm trying to think of what else new was just at Celebration Europe. Was there's also a three and three quarter inch Poe Dameron in Resistance uniform. Which most of us didn't know that was Poe Dameron right. uh, until San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Because they had no nothing to mark who, what was when, what. Right? Honestly, I think one of you guys, it might have been you, Ryan, messaged me saying that was Poe Dameron, and I don't remember if it was you or Jake or who. I don't remember who messaged me. It was, I, I remember they said something at the panel, and that's when I found out Okay. Uh, at San Diego. I, I thought it was like one of the generals or something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually believe like when whoever told me that I didn't believe him. I'm like, no, somebody's got it wrong. That's just another resistance trooper. But it does look like Poe if, if you look at it close. So. Yeah, which yeah, they I don't have know. that. Is- 
out of all the characters for the Force Awakens they could be making, that seems like not one that I was really demanding. And, yeah. And the other Resistance Trooper didn't. I don't think he sold all that well. Ew. So I'm not really sure. I don't. I'm not really sure. I. I think this is a great choice for a figure, but maybe it's like they've got a, other, a lot of other cool ones planned, and this was like the only one they thought, eh, we'll just show this one. I don't know. It could be. Chris, what do you think of like, oh. that figure? That Poe Dameron figure? Yeah. Oh, it's unnecessary. Yeah. That's what I think. Nobody really knew what it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they even acknowledged that during the, the panel in San Diego Comic Con, they mentioned that they got a lot of questions about who this character really was. Mm-hmm. And. And even after they announced it, everybody was like, when did he look like that, right? And then yeah. it turns out it was like at the very end of the movie. So, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm glad they're making it because it's a figure I don't have yet. So I'm happy about that. Um, would I have rather seen some creature or something a little bit more exotic? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can think of nearly every other character in the movie that we don't have figures of that I'd rather have. Mm-hmm. But eh, I'll still take it. And they also had on display. They had a, uh, a new, the new Sabine. Which did we see that at San Diego? Um, the new Sabine figure. The three and three quarter inch. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we have it, right? I feel okay. like we have, but I'm not positive. I think we saw the Kanan with the stormtrooper with Pauldron out. Yes, we've seen that. And then also awesome. they they showed wasn't the Ray figure there with the uh, with the um, the three and three quarter inch Ray with. Um, with her scarves and everything. Yeah, over. yeah, a little, but without the full face mask. Right. Was that shown at San Diego? I don't, or at uh, Toy Fair? I, I don't, don't remember seeing so. that one before. I think that's the first time we've seen that figure. Yeah. So, that's and cool. They showed Leia, which we'd seen before, and then the... Is it the sixth sister? I always forget. No, it's the seventh sister. Seventh sister. Seventh sister. With Maul on. That is going to be a two-pack now, the, both of them together. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. I'm and that was about all that. for three and three quarter inch. Oh, there's a new Kylo Ren. They did confirm that it is a new Kylo Ren. Um, has different posing, basically. But well, it looks like a kit bashed figure. Yeah. It looks like the body is from the uh, the unmasked version, and they slapped the uh, the helmet uh, on top from the previous release. I really yeah. hope that but unmasked it's version new. gets a, another release or another carry forward. Because yeah, there's a lot of collectors was... that haven't found that figure yet. The first time I saw it was at Celebration. Uh, Forbidden Planet had them for about ten pounds, mm-hmm. and so I bought it there. But I found a couple figures over there I'd never seen in the U.S. So I don't yeah, know. If it wasn't for Aaron over at the uh, IncredibleToyBox.com, I would have never even gotten those figures. I've never seen that wave. Not even leftovers yeah. of that wave in the stores. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, uh, for, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. For, for six inch, they had the three PO with the red arm, which I don't think we'd seen him before, had we? we? Uh, they tweeted that one. Okay. Somebody yeah, has announced, tweeted that figure. That was uh, announced by Steve Evans late last year on Instagram. Okay. And right of course, after we the, had the, the movie came out. We had the Leia that was mentioned before. <laughs> um, we, I think that was the first time we saw Darth Revan, right? No. Yeah. I think no. I've, we've seen it before because I've commented how I don't really like how they did the cape. No, well, maybe, maybe they so. showed it twice there. That yeah, they be. did. It was really glossy at Celebration, and it didn't seem to be as glossy at San Diego. So I, think I don't know a, if there was another change. I think it's a great-looking figure. I just um, the cape 
it's supposed to be tattered and it looks like someone took scissors and cut it. Like it doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look naturally tattered enough to me. Which I could probably do myself if I really wanted to. That's just uh, my, that's a minor complaint too. I do like the figure. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to put that figure down. I do like it a lot. I'm definitely gonna get it. And we saw the Adat Driver and the Snow Trooper, which I think we saw both of those at come uh, New York Toy Fair. Yes. So the big six inch reveal was Jin Urso. Right, and that was the. I guess it was the end of the first day they showed her off. Yeah, uh, it was after the panel because they they showed it off at the Rogue One panel. And they mm. introduced it. Um, and that was that was a big reveal, and they showed her in the regular packaging. She's going to come. They didn't even announce the Comic Con exclusive of her until after Celebration, which was kind of weird. So you and Chris both have that figure in hand, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm not sure the face sculpt is dead on. Uh, it, it's a great looking figure, um, but I'm not seeing the actress in the action figure. If that makes sense. Mm. I don't know. What she, do you think, Chris? Um, I know. I think the figure is great. Um, I'm not quite sure. Is Felicity Jones' hair is it brown or is it black? I thought it was more brown, but okay, because the figure is brown. I I always yeah. thought that it's like it's black, but. Have to take another look at it. Yeah, no, the figure is great. Um, removable vest. It comes with the uh, uh, some sort of scarf that you can put on the figure. Yeah. Um, the uh, the holster is functional, so you can put the blaster in there. It has a little strap that you can actually plug into the holster, so it secures the weapon. Um, yeah, it looks really, really nice. Painted beautifully. Um, there's no like factory smudges or anything like that on it, so. Really, really nicely done. And the packaging, of course, is awesome. Um, comes with these four exclusive cards, which are tucked away in the back. And um, that's pretty much the second one in the series. It's the same size of the first box of the the Stormtrooper from last year. So that might be something that we keep seeing uh, next year as well. They might do another one in the series. Because they did actually mention the it. They did mention it's a series of figures. Yes. So. The pack, uh, you know, I hope next year it's not Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master <laughs> from Episode Eight. I can't wait that long, guys. It's driving me crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Actually. I can't wait a whole year, a whole no, another no, no, year. No. no, Jason will be the ghost of Han Solo. Yeah, that's fine. I'd rather it be that. <laughs> Honestly, I want that uh, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker figure. I bought the pop version of it, and I don't really plan on ever buying another pop i don't collect those nothing against them it's just not my thing yeah but i was just so desperate to have that character that i bought the bought the pop (laughs) you are desperate (laughs) tom would you buy an acmina top pop no no no. (laughs) i'm not into those not even if it was you're not buying the golden girls pops that they put out (laughs) no what about chips would you buy chips no if they if they made figures, actually, if they made uh, if uh, Reaction made figures uh, of chips, I might. Yeah. But they made Jaws, and I would have done that, but I still haven't, so I probably won't. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm a fickle. I'm a fickle toy collector. Let's just let's just agree and agree. Okay. Um, what else, guys? What else, Ryan? Uh, well, there's some things I've, I've noticed people did not say a whole lot about, and there's the 12-inch electronic figures that they had on display. Yeah. And one of them's a Rebel's Darth Vader, so it has the helmet as done in the Rebel show, almost Macquarie-esque, um, with the robes over the uh, the chest armor like A New Hope. 
Um, obviously, I didn't see these on display as you know as far as what the electronics are like, but um, I kind of like that the Vader has that different helmet and is different from the previous uh, Vaders that they've done. Um, and they have a 12-inch electronic Kanan, and then we've seen uh, press releases and stuff on the Stormtrooper, which is supposed to be fully interactive, like I can tell if it's upside down and all that sort of thing, whereas I guess the other two are just, you know, kind of electronic figures, whereas the Stormtrooper is fully interactive with the jetpack and everything. It, it can tell it's upside down? Explain. Uh, when you hold it upside down, it'll say things pertaining to it being upside down. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right. I, I, I have not heard the audio for it, but that's just what I've heard, how I've heard it. I don't recall any sound bites that I can think of where a stormtrooper would say it was upside down. But the way it was explained is that if you're a kid and you throw down the figure, the stair, you, you throw the figure down the stairs, it will uh-huh. like sc- scream. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, and if you um, and if and if you like do something wrong, like you like you know steal a cookie out of the cookie jar, it'll tell <laughs> on you. It'll yeah. tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you guys picked up that electronic Boba Fett from the Disney store, right? Yeah, I like yeah, that figure yeah. a lot. So yeah, that's kind of like the, that's almost the same thing where you lift it up and then you tilt it, and then the chet pack turns on, mm. right? Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of like the same thing. And the, uh, yeah, I, the the Falcon that came, the Millennium Falcon for the three and three quarter inch that came out last year for the Force Awakens, that has like some sensors in it where if you turn yes. it a certain way, it'll make certain mm-hmm. sounds. Right. And well, I play, and I, I'm I play that of- thing all the time. In episode two, they did some twelve-inch of Obi Wan and Jango Fett that would interact with each other, and like if they hit each other, they would interact like with oof and you know and punch uh-huh. sounds and stuff like that. So I was thinking like that only more advanced, uh, you know, fourteen years. That rel- I, I've pretty much stopped collecting the Hasbro twelve-inch figures because with all the movies coming out, I just had to stop on a couple of things, and that was one of them. But I might get that Rebels Vader because it looks really cool. It does look good. That's why I was surprised it not to me said anything because that helmet is awesome on it. Yeah, I think more people talk about it. But. Yeah, no, it's a great looking thing. Maybe you know some of the heat was already taken off of those because they revealed it on Nerdist.com a couple of week or like a week before the show. So mm. I think it was already out there and people already kind of were aware that it's out there. You know, so I can see that having taken some of the heat away from that. From that reveal, I, I guess that goes to me traveling through Scotland and having no idea ahead of time. So. <laughs> yeah, but that was like it, I, there might have been new titanium showed. I don't follow the titaniums well enough to know if there was new stuff shown. I took pictures of everything, so if anybody knows if any of that was new, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna um, say uh, the the last episode of Star Wars Action News that came out um, last week. Um, yeah, they did a great Q&A with Hasbro, and I would suggest listening to that, going to StarWarsActionNews.com. Um, yeah, I would They do. asked about the titanium. They asked, and they said they weren't they weren't um, able to talk about that right now. Yeah. So it was a non-answer. Yeah. So. Um, outside of Hasbro, there was stuff I got to see for the first time. Obviously, Mattel had the exclusive uh, FET car, but they didn't have any new reveals at Mattel. I even asked them if they were going to reveal anything. They said no. Lego had nothing new to show. Um, they had a Kodo Bukio booth, which they had a lot of the new Kodos that are coming out, including the the Phasma, which is awesome. I, I actually just got one today, uh, and I will go along with it. It is fantastic. If you want a uh, vac metalized Phasma, what, granted it's more of a statue, but if you want one for a decent price, 
uh, there's only 50 bucks on Amazon, I, I would recommend it because it looks really good. It After does, seeing it in person, I felt like I wanted it. So The uh, comic book store that I go to has it for sale there. They're selling it for 80 so that sounds like a good deal going to Amazon. Um, yeah, and it does look nice. Like, there we go. It does look yeah. nice. <laughs> it has very limited posability. The head moves. It's a fully ball-jointed head and neck. And the uh, it has interchangeable arms, so you can have her with her gun up or just uh, gun in hand down to the side. See, that's cool. They don't really care about the environment. They're going to give us some good vac-metalized <laughs> figures. <laughs> okay. Um, Tomashi Nations had stuff on display. I don't think anything was new other than they had uh, artwork that was up for possible future figures, like a Gamorrean guard and stuff like that. Um, these are the samurai realization ones. Uh, Hot Toys had stuff on display. Again, it was nothing new. Um, they didn't even have like the new Han Solo there, which had been announced. But that was the first time I got to see the Phasma uh, Hot Toys up close, and I think I'm going to have to buy it because it was awesome. Um, outside of the toys, they had the Rogue One uh, costumes and props display. Uh, much easier than what they did at for Force Awakens at uh, Celebration Anaheim. This was just at the back of the hall. And you could see all the costumes anytime you were in the hall because they were just there. There was no wall, but um, there was a line to go through and go and, and look at it. And I happened to basically jump in that line about five minutes before the show opened, so I was like third or fourth in line or something. And they had a lot of the, the costumes for the main characters, uh, stormtroopers, uh, the main bad guys, and all that, um, as well as the the death troopers and and all that. But then they had stuff because they had almost the same stuff at uh, San Diego except for the Stormtroopers, but then they also had uh, some models set up. They had the new ATACT model set up, so you could look at that up close, and I did post pictures. It looked like a much simpler version of an AT-AT, in all honesty. Like, I wasn't sure if it was a finished model or not when I first saw it. Um, they had the, the TIE Striker, I believe is what it's called. It kind of looks like a TIE Fighter with just one uh, wing from a TIE Interceptor. Uh, let's see, they had the new Death Star on display, which was interesting, because apparently John Knoll, I think Jake pointed out to me, or somebody did, that John Knoll had done an interview there at Celebration about how they didn't have access to the original Death Star. They even talked about Gus Lopez having the, the <laughs> Death Star in town. Yes. And it, it was funny, because I went up to Gus and said, hey, did you hear about this? And was able to have him listen to it. He's like, I wouldn't have minded him, you know, if they wanted to come talk to me and take reference photos, no, I would I would have let him. Um, but I had a new Death Star model on display, and it's much smaller than uh, the the original Death Star model, which we we've all seen, of course, at Gus's place. Uh, much much smaller, uh, pretty tiny actually, but very well detailed. Um, they had on the stormtroopers. There was like it looked like a sand trooper type thing because he has the pauldron. It has a backpack. The backpack is completely different. It has all these holes and everything in it. I took some pictures and posted them on the website. Um, I thought there was a couple more props here. I'm kind of going through my pictures. Oh, yeah, there was the, um, I can't remember his name, the director's uh, ship. Kind of looks like a very, a cross between a skyhopper and a shuttle in some ways. Uh, a very different looking ship, but they had that on display as well. So it was really cool to see these up close, much like a Force Awakens stuff at, at Anaheim. It was just great to see that uh, up close, and hopefully we get toys of lots of this stuff. Yeah, I, I bet we'll get, I, I bet we'll get some toys from that stuff. I think we're, we're going to see a tie striker if nothing else. You know that's going to happen. Come on, 
<laughs> every new ship, every new costume. That's 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 all getting toys. <laughs> toys, toys, toys. Yep. More toys. And more toys. More toys. More toys. More toys. All right. Um, I did have a chance to go through the prop shop there, and I took pictures. It was very cool to see these up close and in person. They look really good. I still don't think they're worth the price that you pay for them. Um, in fact, the more I've heard about them, to begin with, it sounded like they were taking the original 3D models that they created on the computer that they used to 3D create the props and using those same models to create the new props, uh, the, these replicas that you can buy. But apparently they took the models they made with 3D printing and 3D scanned them and then make, made new ones off of that. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, they look really good. Um, I'm still not quite sure who they're marketing to in this because they're so expensive. It seems like if you're going to spend that much, you might as well buy real props rather than like with the EFX and that goes for where it's much cheaper and, you know, still they use original props to scan and, and mold off of to, to create their stuff. So it was, I don't quite understand the pricing on those, but they do look really good. Well, I mean, uh, at least they're having some product that they can sell unless <laughs> uh, EFX, you know, <laughs> where you uh, wait like two years or something. Yeah, I'm, amazed, I'm amazed EFX is still around, to be honest with yeah, you. I mean, yeah. no, no, not bagging on them, but for for crying out loud, guys, jeez. Yeah, I'll talk about EFX more when we get to San Diego stuff. All right. All right. Um, I think that was about it. I mean, Jack Pacific had a booth. They showed off their new BB-8. Um, I didn't really see anything that was new. They had a Phasma that was exclusive there that was also at San Diego. Um, I didn't think anything was new. In fact, the Ray I thought was new. I actually saw that in a to- uh, Target today, so that's out. Um, yeah, I, I really... I was at a Target recently, too, and noticed that uh, Jax has some new figures out. Yeah. yeah. But beyond that, it was kind of cool. This is the first Star Wars convention, of course, I've gone to since the film came out. And so there's all of these um, Force Awakens costumes, and there were lots of Rays and lots of Kylo Ren's, which we saw at Emerald City Comic Con here uh, back in April. But, like, I saw one person who did a costume of the... I can't remember her name. The gal who's the imper- the uh, uh, First Order informant that's with Grumgar and Maz's castle. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know her name. She's like in black and white. Yeah, there was a gal dressed as her. That's the first time I've seen that. Uh, hey. I did not see any Constable Zuvio cosplays. Sorry. <laughs> there, was know, sar- like sar- sar- plank, right? yeah, there was a Sarkle Plank, right? Yeah, I saw a Sarkle Plank somewhere. Yeah. You know, the there only characters I can remember the names of are the ones they've made action figures of. So. <laughs> Isn't that the way it worked in the vintage era, too? Yeah. yeah. So. I saw people cosplaying as Planet of the Apes characters in Star Wars costumes. So you have, like, Darth Vader's costume with an ape head. That was kind of weird. Oh, that makes sense. I did see a, a good Phasma there. I saw a really good Camino in. Camino in? Um. I don't think I'd ever seen somebody do that before. So it was, it was kind of cool to see new costumes, you know, we haven't seen here. And lots of Rebel stuff. Like, I saw a full Rebels team together, minus Chopper and Zeb. But yeah, that's that about is it for, um, for Celebration. They also had a poster they gave out. They actually had two exclusive posters. One was, uh, they gave out, I think it was Saturday, to anybody about the Kylo Ren. 
They happened to give me one because I did the interview that day, and they just have them there for me. Um, and then the last day, they had a Kylo Ren poster with a checklist on the back of all the Black Series Force Awakens, I think it is. I did not get that, so I haven't seen it up close in person. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with that, now, Ryan, should... go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Ryan, you also went to some of the Star Wars filming locations, right? Um, I didn't have a chance. I was supposed to go on the trip that a bunch of people went on to the Air Force Base where they had the Resistance Base. Uh, I had planned on going to see that, and it turned out I kind of spent too much money in Scotland and really didn't have the money to go do it because we were paying a guy 100 pounds to get on there. Um, it is not something that's open to the public, so it's not an easy thing to get to. Uh, I was a little bummed that I missed out on it, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I really couldn't do it. I did go to um, a Rogue One location. Uh, we've all seen in the trailer the stormtroopers and everybody running down that hallway, and that is actually the Canary Wharf um, tube station in the middle of London. I can't imagine how they filmed it when it was closed off or whatever and not letting people go through there. But when you step off at the station, even though it doesn't have like all the Imperial stuff that's added and it has a big sciences canary wharf there, you look at it, you can see that that is the, the actual location for it. Just the way the escalators are, the way there's a second floor on the opposite side of where the tube goes through um, that you see like stormtroopers on and stuff in the film or in the trailer anyway. Uh, you could really tell that that is the filming location. So that was kind of cool to see. Uh, beyond that, I saw some Harry Potter locations for the most part and some Monty Python locations. But. Cool. Right on, right on. Sounds cool. Yeah, the there there was, wasn't a whole lot of set dressing to the subway area, was there? I don't think so. Well, was there? Okay. Yes. Got uh, it. If you go back and check, there's a lot to it. Like, you can't really see that those are escalators. The giant canary wharf sign has a, a deal over it. Well, um, sure blocking it, whatever. Um, and then you have like the Imperial Light scheme that you see there. Ah, um, right. Okay. But the people who went to the, the Air Force... You should, post a, you should post a uh, comparative shot or something. Oh, I could do that. I, I've got yeah, that'd now. be fun. That'd be fun to see. But the people who went to the Green Air Force Base also went up to Puzzlewood, uh, which is where the confrontation happens between uh, Ray and Kylo Ren uh, on Takodana. And I guess they found like almost every shot from that uh, in Puzzlewood. So that was kind of cool. I got to see their pictures. I That was something I wasn't planning on going to because I was in Paris that day anyway. So, um, And then a lot of people after the convention went to uh, Skellig Michael and went up, I think they said it's 700 stairs up to the top to uh, find where they filmed the stuff with Ray and uh, Luke. Cool. That, that looks like an amazing, amazing location. Yeah. And apparently afterward, they actually found places where they've been filming Episode 8. And of course, we have no reference as to what that is and how it works, but locals would t say things, and they found uh, evidence that Episode 8 filming location had happened there. But That uh, last shot that they filmed Ray and Luke, uh, they now built a star Starbucks up there, so you can, you know, <laughs> can refresh once you get up to the top, which is nice. You know, it's really nice. The, the, the funny thing is, is when we flew into Dublin, uh, going through the Dublin airport, they have these giant um, lighted screens or lighted pictures of different places in Ireland to see, and one of them was the top of uh, Skellig Michael. So I actually got my picture taken with the huts and everything there from Skellig Michael without ever having going there. Just like being there. Yeah, exactly. All right, so next up was what the very next weekend? 
San Diego yeah. Comic Con 2016? I literally I literally came home um the Monday after celebration, nine hour flight home. Um got home I went to Canada so it was a little while till I got back home. Uh, I was here Tuesday and Wednesday, and San Diego started on Thursday. I flew out Thursday morning for San Diego Comic-Con, so it was pretty fast. And there was no Star Wars panel this year, right? At, uh, at Celebration? Yeah. Well, no. no Lucasfilm panel, right? No, at um, oh, oh, there was... at, at, uh, at San Diego, Diego Comic-Con, no... there was no... Uh, no, no, like, Star Wars Rogue Star One Wars. Right, like like last year, they had the big panel right. with all the actors. And the they no, they did not have that. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm not too surprised since they had just done the big panel at uh, Celebration Europe. So, yeah, maybe that maybe it wouldn't have made sense to do another one so quickly. Yeah, I think the only thing would be to you know have people come to see it. You know, mm-hmm. see people. And I don't think they're going to reveal anything new if they did. Yeah, I think they reveal a little too much at the Celebration Europe panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've heard. I do not know the the spoiler. Apparently, yeah. Well, I, yeah, and I'm not going to spoil it on this podcast. But um, they uh, when one of the actors went on a little bit too much about what happens. So, anyways, I think they've edited that out from StarWars.com. So if you watch the panel on YouTube, I'm pretty sure they uh, have since edited that part out. Well, how interesting! That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, back to that San Diego. That was so awkward. Yeah. That was like the most awkward moment ever. Yeah. Anyways, let's go back to San Diego. Let's talk about it. Um, you were there, and yep. Hasbro was there again. Yes, actually had a full Hasbro booth. Saw the Han Solo with gray hair now on display. They have both <laughs> a loose and, and uh, box sample there. Uh, an updated Leia paint job was there. <laughs> Um, they showed the uh, 12-inch Biker Scout uh, with bike, which the bike reminds me a lot of the vintage bike because it has, like, the little T-bar for his legs and everything. Um, interesting in the panel, they never talked about the uh, the 12-inch at all. Um, they had the Galactic Heroes uh, Ghost on display. That's the first time I had seen that. And some, like, mini, mini diorama stuff. Uh, one's from Rebels and one is, I think, Takodana, if I remember correctly. Um, that was what they had on display to begin with. Uh, obviously they added stuff after the panel because they made a lot of announcements at their panel with five new six inch being shown and five new three and three quarter inch. And it was kind of funny because they took us through the three and three or the six inch and they would just put the silhouette on the, the board and have us guess what it was. Usually it was pretty easy. The first one was Qui-Gon Jinn. So we're finally getting our second six inch figure from the Phantom Menace. We have like 30-some from Force Awakens, but two from Phantom Menace. Uh, apparently there's no love for that movie, huh, Tom? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Why would there be? Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't um, get, I, I couldn't get to the mute button Phantom quick Menace? enough. When was the last time? Yeah, when's the last time you watched it? All the way through. I've, you know what? I've, I've watched it all the way through very recently because Ten of minutes red, ago. Red, red Letter Media. Um, oh. yeah, that's the only way I'll watch, uh, I'll watch, uh, the Phantom Menace. Oh, that's the only way I actually watch the prequels is, uh, <laughs> by, by proxy. Okay. Uh, otherwise it'd be a little clockwork orange on here or something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they did say on the Qui-Gon Jinn that they sculpted the hair separately to be put onto the figures. So 
I think we've seen that maybe done with some of the three and three quarter inch female figures with lots of big hair. I'm thinking about the Mara Jade in particular, but I think I've seen oh, a few others. Out, that turned out great. Yeah, I know. That was a terrible <laughs> example, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely have seen that sort of thing before. It look, The figure looks good. The prototype they have there um, looks like a great figure. Uh, hopefully it sells well. Uh, you know, for what we can say about Phantom Menace, it's still part of the Star Wars saga, and there's still figures that should be made from that. I mean, we hate Jar Jar, or many people do, but there should be a Jar Jar figure. You know, there should be an Amidala figure, Obi-Wan, yeah. Anakin. So, hopefully this does well. Yeah, I've got the the six-inch Darth Maul sitting right here on my computer, just waiting for someone to fight with. Hey, he's kind of lonely. Yeah. I'm surprised they picked Qui-Gon, because they've really kind of you know, I think they've avoided since the last couple of years. They've avoided the prequels, although they have put out a few five POA prequel figures here and there. I think he suffered when they did the Phantom Menace 3D stuff. Uh, yeah, too much. They had like four or five Qui Gon figures out at once. So just right, doesn't yeah. help. But, but they do have an alternate hand, like the um, Jedi mind trick hand that'll come with him as well. Oh, that's cool. That's nice to see. They that's didn't say nice. anything about a robe or anything like that, like we had with mm-hmm. the, the exclusive Obi-Wan. But. Well, hopefully they put out an Obi-Wan from the Phantom Menace as well. Yeah. Uh, they had the six-inch Hera uh, they showed us. Oh, I was so happy about that. It's a really good-looking figure. It was very that... impressive. Uh, very realized from the to, to be a realistic figure from the animation. Um. The Hera was the one that I was actually voting for on the poll before the final poll went up, the preliminary poll. Uh, Chris, do you know if StarWars.com just pulled Hera out because they knew they were going to make it anyways? Uh, they did, yeah. They Actually, yeah. the uh, Hasbro's PR agency sent out an email saying that the poll is live now, but that some of the candidates had been removed because they were already in production, which, you know, is understandable, but I wish they would have told us that before we conducted the poll so that we had people aware mm-hmm. and they wouldn't vote for those figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was a little unfortunate. But, yeah, you know, it's a good thing they, they pulled them. You know, if they're already in production, then, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, right. they, sh- they showed us a Tuscan Raider, uh, which looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it literally looks like they took, uh, to me, it looked like they took the three and three quarter inch Tuscan we've had about ten years now, which is a really good figure, and gave it updated articulation and put it in six inch form. Because uh, the original one had like those sliding elbows and stuff, and this has uh, full ball joints and everything. Um, and it comes with different pieces to add onto the gaffy stick. Now, apparently, there's several different kinds of gaffy sticks in the movie. There's three different styles, so you can change out the gaffy stick to make it different for for different Tuscan Raiders. It has the soft goods on the top and the plastic goods on the bottom for the skirt. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, then the one that a lot of people got excited about was the Emperor's Royal Guard. Uh, it looks fantastic. The cloth is perfect, I thought. Um, and then underneath they have the uh, the Crimson Empire type armor that we first saw there. So it's a nice touch that they're adding that in there, even though they didn't have to. They could have put robes underneath, like the vintage figure, I'm sure, but they decided to add some extra sculpting to it, so that was nice to see. Did you get the uh, impression that the helmet was removable? No, I didn't. Um, They they probably would have shown us to us, but... Yeah, they talked about the cloth uh, going underneath the helmet and not bulging or something, but 
yeah, there was nothing to give me the impression that that helmet's are removable. Uh, then Lando, finally, we get Lando. Another great and, figure. Yes, and I know some people might have been disappointed to begin with that it has a plastic cape instead of a cloth cape, but when they explained why, it makes a lot of sense. They were find they were able to find the original pattern for the interior of his cape and um, sculpt that into the cape and, and paint it that way. So it looks awesome, and it looks cloaked really well. I, when I think of plastic capes on Lando, I think of the, the uh, 95 Lando and how his cape was on that, and this this looks to fall very naturally. Tom had that It one. looks like a figure. Tom, you remember the 95 Lando? Yes, I do. I had many of them. You did? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I got a ton of I got about 10 of them at, at Rite Aid because those were going to make me rich. They <laughs> that's, why you're re- rich. that's why you're retired today. And that's why I was so happy to chomp the head off one of them when Jake gave me the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Very tasty, by the way. All right. Uh, keep, keep note, interesting note here for, for Jason. When I was talking to some Hasbro people, they said one of the things I like to do when they make these figures is when they make one figure, they think, well, who could go with such figure? And he specifically, I can't remember if it was Steve I was talking to or it was Joe, uh, said, you know, if you're going to make Lando, who would go with Lando really well? So maybe a six-inch Lobot is in the in the works. Who knows? That'd be great. I I've lost faith in any company to make a Lobot anything anymore because it just doesn't happen. He's, he's, he always – I can't think of the last new Lobot thing. I think Mimobot made a Lobot uh, <laughs> uh, thumb drive about six or seven years ago. And that's, it's been a while since we had a Lobot, yeah. Uh, there was a Lobot it, Marb, 2009. Um, yeah. There's no the Funko ti- Pop? No, there's none. Oh, oh. oh, wow. The only titaniums they showed at the slideshow were the helmets, and they showed us a Sabine Mando helmet and a, uh, a Rebels Darth Vader helmet, as well as a Baoshan Boba Fett helmet uh, for their titanium helmets line. Is that a line uh, that's got any traction? The titanium helmets? Does any? I I've not bought any. I've been tempted, but they're they're just too expensive. I think for what they are. Just I I bought the Vader and Stormtrooper. They are nice. Uh-huh. I like it. Uh huh. But I think the Vader, if I remember correctly, the dome helmet is is metal, whereas the face mask is plastic. Hmm. So they just use they just make sure part of it is metal, not the whole thing. Yeah, much like their titanium vehicles. Yeah, I just I don't. Should... I... Oh, go ahead. If they were cheaper, if it was ten dollars for two of them, yeah, maybe I'm that maybe that might change my mind about that set. But those those, but um, I think at Target they're like nineteen ninety nine for a two pack. And I'm I, not, I I I think I bought it for fifteen, but yeah, I, I don't remember. I think the other, most I think the other thing the other retailers are about sixteen dollars. 16, yeah. So they're going fifteen to twenty dollars. Just, it just seems a little bit too high. Yeah. I think the concept of it sounds like I think the concept sounds great on paper, but I'm not quite sure if this translates really well into a toyish kind of product. Because you know, Star Wars has a lot of cool helmet designs, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, with a lot of fans in the five of first and all these costuming groups going on. Um, you know, there might be some interest, but I don't see those moving off of the shelves at all at my local stores here. No, no. Me the new ones hit and they were gone, but I still see like the Phasma sitting there and 
can't remember what the other one is the, from the first wave, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the new ones seem to sell quickly, but the old ones are still sitting. They showed us their next Black Series lightsaber they're doing, which is a Luke uh, Jedi uh, lightsaber. And I wish I could remember, they seemed to say that there was added things to this that we haven't seen before, and I don't remember what it was. Then <laughs> um, they told us about the fan choice. They showed us last, uh, was it six? And obviously we already know that Jaina Solo won that, whether you uh. think that that was correct or not. I, I am going to say this. I, I have no problem. You know, fans voted for it. They're going to make that this great. Um, I am going to go with what the Hasbro people said at the panel. They said something about 400,000 votes went in for this figure, so we better sell 400,000 figures. I just... And I, I hope that the people who are pushing for that figure do intend to go buy it rather than pushing it just so that it would be made for whatever reason. I know there's a lot of people pushing on it. Um but, uh, you know, if you're going to push it, go buy it. And usually with the, the EU-type stuff, it has sold really well, so it's probably not going to be a problem. But that would be terrible to have the fans' choice figure uh, as a peg warmer next year. Yeah, I, that was the one figure I was hoping wouldn't win because it just seems kind of weird to have Jaina Solo, especially if you don't have Jason Solo and... I don't know. I think maybe it would work better as a two-pack, a Jason and Jaina two-pack or something. Yeah, but kind of. Just Jaina by herself, and you know, and she's been written out of the canon, which isn't a big deal to me. But I just feel like it was a lot of people voting for their favorite EU character. Like, and I, I think there was big campaigns online to get her voted yeah. in, mainly just to show, just to let everyone at Lucasfilm know that hey, we still like the Legends continuity, and we still like the old EU. Mainly it's just like a just let's show Lucasfilm how much we like the old EU, and that's fine, I guess, but that is just not – this figure just doesn't look – the character doesn't look visually very exciting to me. Just No, uh, and, you know, I understand people love the EU, and there's a lot of people say that Disney uh, ruined their experience of Star Wars because they took all the weight from canon, and at the same time, it's like they really didn't take it away. You can still go back and read it and enjoy yeah. it. But, yeah, there's I like mean, a, over 100 novels. You could read them all. Yeah. Disney had to pull. Disney had to pull that from canon. Otherwise, yeah. to try and shoehorn Force Awakens into everything we've had in books would have been terrible. Um, I agree. It just wouldn't have worked. And you know, everybody's got their love for that, and I get it. But like I said, if you're going to show your love for this, I hope that it sells. I, that, that's my biggest thing with it. Because otherwise, you know, we get a fans' choice poll and it doesn't sell. Or is Hasbro going to want to continue to do fans' choice polls? Yeah. I mean, I'm, obviously... I'm glad that the expanded universe is Legends. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I hate say... is a little. I know hate is a little strong, but I tried so many times to get into the expanded universe via comics, and I tried reading some of the novels. Um, I just never got into it ever. Like, it, you know, you have like these weird Star Wars names, which are like totally on Star Wars with like two apostrophes. In a single name, they don't know how to pronounce. Like, you know, there's just so much weird stuff going on. I mean, there's a lot I'm, of cool stuff you. in it too. There's a lot of cool stuff in the expanded universe that's legends now. But I can totally see why they had to have a clear, you know, a, a clean slate. Seventy yeah. percent so, of that stuff was crap. I'm with you, Chris. Oh, and there's a know, lot of crap. <laughs> there is. I, I read, 
I read a lot of that stuff, and some of that was a slog to get through. I mean, some of it was fun. I enjoyed, like, Tales of the Cantina was was a lot of fun. Tales of Yeah, Tales. those were did, good. Like, Tales of the Bounty Hunters or something like that got really boring. Or, or I can't remember if that was, like, a three-part Bounty Hunters book series that was just dry and boring. It's There's funny, those two books that you uh, you just mentioned are, are actually what came up as, as good stuff from the uh, from the um, fictional Star Wars. Because the non-fictional Star Wars, I would think, is the, is the uh, well, is the movies, yeah. are the movies, right? So, yeah. Well, and I, some of it was really good, but even you go back to that original Thrawn series, the original Timothy Zahn stuff. Um, <laughs> thank you, Tom. Um there's some really good stuff in there. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is a fantastic character. I will agree with that. I like Admiral Pelion. Uh, Mara Jade was interesting. There was interesting characters in there. But if you go back and reread that now, and I wonder how many people have reread that, and forget that there was a clone of Luke with an extra U in his name. So it was Luke, I guess, or whatever. A Luke. It was, like Luke, was like Luke with the villain mustache. You know, you wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> And then there was like that Joris Kaboth or whatever, which again had an extra vowel in his name, so because he was cloned. When you go back and like, oh, this is you know they cloned Luke from his hand. This is a little ridiculous. Um, there are some other ridiculous things in there, and and some of those books, uh, we there can't be anybody who goes back and says all those books were great. Uh, I'm kind of with you guys. Probably about thirty percent of it was really good, and seventy percent was kind of crap. Well, that was a time when there wasn't any Star Wars, and people were starving no. for it, so. Oh yeah, when the Thrawn series came out, we were all excited to get it because it, it gets it gets a free pass because there was nothing. Now there's yeah. something, and now it's garbage. And right. Speaking of Thrawn, he's kind of a big hit of San Diego Comic Con because yeah, he got triple he got triple build for the three three quarter inch action figure. Look at Jason bringing us back from uh, bad mouth in the years. <laughs> Thrawn got Thrawn got a lot of love at San Diego Comic Con. He got the they revealed. That he's going to be in season three of Rebels. Yep. They revealed that he's going to get a three and three quarter inch Rebels action figure, and yep. that Timothy Zahn is writing a new Thrawn novel. Yes. So Thrawn was kind of a big story of San Diego Comic Con. More than it seemed more so than Rogue One. In some I mean, ways, I mean, they debuted the the trailer at, at Celebration with Thrawn in it for Rebels. Oh, was, but, that, uh, was it at Celebration? Yeah, okay. that was a Celebration. Uh, but yeah, we saw the action figure there, and the book was shown, and everything. Um, and along with that Thrawn figure, which they made a lot of hoopla for it, um, they had uh, I think it's Sven Rao, the uh, um, Mandalorian that we saw in season two of mm-hmm. Rebels that they're making him. They had him in the slideshow, but not in the display case, which I found interesting. Um, of course, the A-wing we talked about, the Podamron, and then the big reveal for Hasbro was their toy for the ATACT. And I've seen a lot of hate on this online. I've got to say, I saw it in person. It is pretty awesome. Some people seem to think that the the feet or the legs only moved kind of the shoulder joint. The knee joints do move. It's a small movement, but they do move. Um, it is. It will walk on its own. You can control it with your phone. It's going to come with three figures. It does have a Nerf dart, but it's hidden pretty well in the head. Um, it actually, you can only put one driver into the head and the other driver sheet's kind of taken up by the Nerf dart where it is. But it was a cool uh, ship. It is, I would say it's about the size of the vintage ADAP, and maybe a little bit smaller, but about that size. It comes with three figures of Jin Erso, the driver, and an Imperial Astromech. 
And then that orange part, which is a cargo part, can actually come out of it to kind of make an extra play set with zipline and stuff. Um, it was pretty cool, especially to see in person. They had a bunch on display. And in their display, it was interesting because they didn't announce this, but uh, on their big display they had down on the floor, they had figures that didn't announce, but they were there, like a new Stormtrooper figure for um, uh, Rogue One, which was definitely something we had not seen yet. Uh, as well as the the Death Troopers were in there, which we hadn't seen those in the panel. So while they weren't announced, they were there. Yeah, that little di- that diorama they had looked pretty cool. I thought it was nice. Yeah, Chris, what do you think of the ATACT? Mm, I have to see it in person. It didn't really like last year. They had the reveal of the the big six inch Tie Fighter, and I was like, mm. oh my god, that's cool. That's something new. It, it looked fresh. It, it felt like it had a collector's kind of vibe to it with this it has more of a child friendly mm-hmm. vibe to it so um, i'm still very much interested in it and i like the figures that come with it and i like that you can pull out the cargo container and put it on the ground and have it as a different different play set i guess um i like that i like the uh the sounds that i heard and i like that it moves um having the phone uh, to to move it is interesting, I think. I mean, that's something that Jake and I have been speculating for a while is that, you know, they had to bring the uh, electronics back at some point, right? Whether it's going to be in some sort of new contact chip or something. Um, and I guess that's their way of doing that now is that by incorporating the technology into the vehicles. Um, I think that's a really, really cool idea. Um, you know, I'm not jumping up and down because of it, but I think it's cool, you know. Do you think it's something you'd buy for your son? Um, depends on the price. Mm-hmm. It's a price thing because, you know, sometimes I buy him something and it's like 20, 30 bucks and then he plays with it for five minutes and then he's done with it. So, if the, you know, if you have a price tag of $150, $200, um, you know, you think about it twice, you know. Mm-hmm. So, my, my guess is that this is going to be about $200. That's what I'm thinking too. They they wouldn't confirm a price on it. Mm-hmm. I I would guess it takes the spot that the Millennium Falcon had last year. Yeah. Yeah. Price wise, so 140, 160, something like that. Yeah. And I bought that thing right away for full retail, which it quickly dropped in price. Yeah. But I was just too excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just couldn't wait. I said, well, I th- I think they need to drop that nerf gimmick. I really do. Yeah. I. I yeah. It I think that just gets in the way. As far as playability, kids don't need a dopey gimmick like that. I really don't think so. I mean, we had great play sets and toys when we were kids. We didn't need a goofy gimmick. We just needed the toy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How I, many people I don't were disappointed get that their Boba Fett did not actually fire a rocket? Right. I mean, we we muddled we muddled through it, didn't we, Ryan? Yeah. Yes, but. So. Yeah, it's it's an you know extra money maker for them. I mean, you lose your darts, and you want more darts. Well, you can go buy some extra darts, right? I mean, they they sell these ten packs for like ten dollars or something like that, right? Or twenty packs for ten bucks. So you know, it's another income for them. It's like Apple selling you know the iPhone with the new headphone jack. So you, we all have to go buy an adapter or. Right. New headphones or something like that, you know. So I guess that's their way of doing it. But I have to say, like the uh, the Nerf dart, as much as I dislike it on the Millennium Falcon, my son likes it. Yeah. You know, 
Oh well, yeah. I mean, if that's if that's who that's being catered to, then yeah, absolutely, sure. But if you gave your son, like, if you if you put two toys on the table, you put the Millennium Falcon that shoots a Nerf dart or a Nerf gun that shoots Nerf darts, which one would he go for first? He would definitely go for the gun. Yeah. See, that's what I would have done too as a kid. How about how about this? If we have a Nerf gun, if we have an Adat that shoots Nerf guns. Oh, or Nerf darts, or or a Nerf gun that shoots at-ats. How about that? What's your choice there? A Nerf gun what if you have? A, what if we have a can of SpaghettiOs that we open, and there's an Acmina figure in there? Would you buy that? Would you lick I it I would dry? buy two. Right, I would. I would, I would lick the crap out Yo, of that. Yo, my SpaghettiOs <laughs> have an old lady inside. <laughs> Uh, I don't have anything to say about that. Well, what do you think, Jason? Do you like the ad at or the ad act? I, I like it. I'm going to get it. Um, I'm not a fan of the Nerf thing. I'm glad it's hidden. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting it. It looks like that car. That I like how that cargo container comes out, and and uh, looks like you can set figures up inside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a zip line too that you can connect to it. So yeah. you can have the figure swing down from the addict down mm-hmm. to the container. Um, my uh, and I liked the diorama. My my little my compl- and this is a nitpick, but the five POA figures when they, they they had some of them like looks like they're firing weapons and their arms look really straight and it just really looks um it just doesn't look right to me. Like, Reminds like, me of childhood. Like I wish, I mean, and I and I love vintage figures. I have a lot of them, and it doesn't bother me with those figures. But with modern figures, I know they can make it a little better. So it's just hard for me to. It's, it it, it kind of hurts to see the the straight arm holding those blasters. It just looks kind of un. That diorama looked great, but the figures with their arms out for the blasters looked kind of very unnatural. You should be used to that by now, though, Jason. Well, Seeing that you grew up with vintage figures that only right, and I like I like it, and I like it on vintage. I, I don't know why, but I'm f- I'm fine with it on vintage figures. I think it looks great, but uh, just with, with with what we've seen, they can do in the last five years or ten years even. It's just hard to see. It just uh, just it 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 bothers me a little. But I, I guess well, I guess overall I, get I still that. like it, but. I will say the the sculpt on the stormtrooper looked really good, uh, at least. Yeah. So. Maybe if they just bent their arms a little, the sculpts had, arm, had yeah. arms that were that, bent a little, so it didn't look so straight the way they were fighting. That would be nice. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But it's a you know it's a nitpick. I'm not anti five POA. I I I prefer for modern figures. Though, I do prefer the super articulated. If I have a choice, yeah. I'd always yep. prefer that. I hear you. Yeah. Um. So that was like all the new things that they showed from Hasbro. Um, Mattel had a couple of new reveals. They revealed a new car each day. Um, the first one, actually, I think they had one, and then they revealed one each day. They had a Jawa car that they showed, uh, a Royal Guard car, um, a Han and Carbonite car, which I thought was very interesting. It looked a lot like the regular Han Solo car, but literally put in Carbonite. Not a block, necessarily, but like the whole thing was covered in Carbonite. Um, I thought it was kind of unique. And then a Rancor car, which has, like, huh. it, it looks like a dump truck or something with a whole bunch of bones in the back of it. Hmm. All right. So that was their reveals. <laughs> um, Sideshow and Hot Toys had a bunch of new stuff 
on display. Uh, they did have the Hot Toys had the new Han Solo on display. I can tell you, it looked fantastic in person. I have already ordered one. I'm glad I did because it looks amazing. Um, they had a tie interceptor on display that'll not be for sale. It did say on it not for sale, so it was just kind of a display item. I don't know if that tie fighter they showed last year will ever come out or not, but uh, something tells me not. Um, trying to find where my pictures are so I can follow along here. Luke. Oh, they had a. They had a Luke Skywalker uh, from Force Awakens uh, on display. That, it looks it, good. Is that up for pre-order? I don't think it's up for pre-order yet. Um, um, this is another one that's tempting for me. Uh, I don't know if I will get it, but it does look very good. That is so tempting. I so badly want that figure. Yeah, that looks that looks fantastic. How much do you uh, think that figure will cost? Uh, either two twenty-five or two fifty. That's Ugh. the standard going for Hot Toys. That does look awesome, I have to admit. And their face sculpts are fantastic. Yeah, for sure. It's like pretty much everything I've seen from from Hot Toys looks good except for Chewbacca, man. He just Chewbacca, does yeah. he looks horrible. Like really the face. Well it actually depends on I think they did they have several different ones on display there? They had the new Chewbacca for Force Awakens on display and it looks better. Okay. Um it's yeah. it's gotta be hard to do putting the fur on that. They did have a new Ray from the end of the movie, uh, her, her outfit from that, and that looks really good. Uh, they've already had a Ray that's on, on pre-order with all her wrappings and everything. They had a Ray on her speeder, 12-inch uh, form, that's going to come out. No price on that as of yet. Um, let's see, I think I'm looking at Sideshow here now. There's a Jump Trooper. This looks like a uh, um, premium format that's coming. I know maybe this is no this is hot toys. There's a jump trooper, there's a Yoda with different head sculpts, a death squad uh, commander, sand trooper which I think we've had before, snow trooper, uh, imperial gunner. And I don't think I got a good clear picture of it but they have a gonk coming from Hot Toys. Hmm, oh, I saw that. It nice. looks interesting, yeah. How oh. much how much is the how much would that cost? They didn't have a price. I'm betting it's going to be like around the 150 range. Wow. They had previous stuff like the Phasma was on display. They had the quarter-scale Darth Vader, um, a gold-plated Stormtrooper, which is I think it's an exclusive for something. Um, it's very interesting. Stormtrooper all in gold is different. Um, a bunch of other things. They had a quarter-scale uh, Kylo Ren that'll come with the uh, melted Vader mask, and uh, he comes with his helmet that comes off and everything, and it looked really good. Uh, they're doing like their own little bobblehead things. Uh, I can't remember the name of them right now. Uh, Cost Baby, I think, is what it is. I'm surprised they're getting to, into the bobblehead uh, yeah. business. It seems like, I don't know. It seems beneath like them to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sideshow had a number of things. They had a quarter scale Vader that looked really good. Um can't remember what they call this line. I want to say Legends, but that's probably not it. Um, they had a Stormtrooper, R2, and 3PO. Uh, and then they have their own premium format, New Vader, that's coming out. looked really good. Uh, and then their 6-inch, they're coming out with all the Bounty Hunters. They're going to re-release the ones they've already had out. They're actually like redoing Bosk and IG-88. They're going to be a little different from the previous ones, but if you have the pre uh, previous ones... They will have unique things to them, so it doesn't feel like we missed out in adding those. They're going to add Forlom and Zuckus in there, as well as Dengar and a new Han and Carbonite with a base that looks like Bespin. 
Uh, looks like a new Vader that they're going to do, um, more like Empire or Jedi Vader. I think that was about it from them. Yeah. Uh, Anovos was there. They had a full uh, Captain Phasma costume on display that you could get. I don't think I'd seen that before, so it was cool to see. It was very shiny. Oh, Gentle Giant. Um, they had the 12-inch Luke Jedi um, figure from their, their vintage stuff coming out. I know you guys pointed it out, and I looked closely at it. The cape doesn't look right. It's very thin. We all know that, that Luke Jedi cape was much thicker, and I would say the material on the original Luke Jedi is thicker than the material on this 12-inch one. It looks That's very a huge disappointment. Yeah. Chris, that's um, your, like your favorite vintage figure, right? Or, or close oh, to it? Yeah. Are you gonna get favorite that? Jum- are you gonna get the jumbo one? I pre-ordered it when it when it went on sale, uh-huh. and um, you know, I would still buy it because you know it is Jedi yeah. Luke. Yeah. You know, but I, you know, right away you can tell that the cape doesn't look right. I'm not. Why does nobody at general uh, at general giant catch that? I wonder. Like you look at it once, right, and you know immediately that oh, that does not look right. Right. Yeah. Uh, they in their mini bus line they had a flame trooper, Kylo Ren, uh, Darth Vader, snow trooper, Tie pilot, Boba Fett, and then they're going to have a holiday uh, BB-8 for the Premier Guild, which is, looks like it's just BB-8 with lights around him. Uh, but in the past, their holidays have come uh, sets have come with like a mini micro figure, like a. That mini Boba Fett that came with Yoda and a micro Jabba the Hutt that came with Salacious Crumb. Uh, so they had a Poe Dameron bust, uh, Maz Kanata, and Rey. They also showed the uh, Premium Guild uh, exclusive Han and Carbonite 12-inch. That did look really good. And they, the Carbonite is black, but it is translucent. And it does come with a coin and kind of a Power of the Force card. Uh, they had Ugnaughts uh, bust and a Force Awakens Akbar um, bust. And then they're taking some of their old things and re-releasing them, but smaller. They're going to have the the kneeling Darth Vader statue, which they did a lot larger before, and this is going to be a smaller version. I think that was, yeah, that's all that the General Giant had shown, at least what I've got for pictures. I think that was about it. They had Prop Store or Prop Shop again on display. It was interesting because in, in Celebration, it was a very dark-lit room you had to go through to see the Prop Shop stuff. And yet for these... At uh, San Diego, it was all very well lit because it was right out in the open. Um, it was at the Lucas Film Pavilion, which was huge. It always is. But they had it uh, built up like it was a giant cardboard uh, Yavin base. And inside, they have the Rogue One costumes and everything. There's a couple vendors inside. And then around the outside, they had a bunch of vendors, which actually worked well because they had, because of the way the Yavin base is, they had general, like, uh, niches in there for it. And one of them was the prop shop right there, as well as like things like Jack Specific and Hallmark and all that. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. It was definitely different for Lucasfilm, uh, but different than we've seen in the past few years. But I think, unless you guys have questions about anything else, that was about the most of the Star Wars coverage. Uh, they announced a couple books, like the Thrawn book, The Art of Rogue One, um, showed some great art for upcoming comics, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff this year. Yeah. And did they confirm that Force Friday is a thing this year on September 30th? They said that is the day that the toys will be released. Whether that there is a midnight launch or anything, that is not confirmed. Hmm. I hope there is. Me too. Oh, I didn't talk about EFX. I'm sorry. I said I would get back to this. EFX had stuff on display. 
And I have a beautiful Vader helmet that is actually out. Um, wasn't as expensive as I thought at 350 and that's still expensive. But um, they did show one of the coolest things at the show was a uh, studio-scale Star Destroyer. The I think it's the Devastator from uh, New Hope. Nice. Um, it looked awesome. It's like four feet long. Uh, it was huge. It was very well detailed. You know, it might be five years before this comes out. I think it's going to be about $5,000. Or ever. But, yeah, wow. I know. I, I If that's your thing, it is awesome. Definitely not something I'll be able to get, but um, it is very cool. Uh, so if that's your if that's what you're into, you'll probably enjoy it. They're going to do, like, um, Saber series where they have, like, dual series, like Obi-Wan versus Vader, uh, with different Sabers in, like, kind of the same box. I don't think these are full scale, though. Luke hmm. versus Vader from both Empire and Jedi. And then they had Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Maul, Yoda, and Dooku. Mason Sidious, and so on. Um, Wondering how much those are going to cost. Yeah, I don't know. I got the impression those are half-scale sabers, if I remember correctly. Half-scale? Uh, I think so, for those sets, for those du- dual sets. Oh, I see. Tamashi Nation showed stuff. There was really nothing new. They talked about the exclusive, and they showed the artwork that they'd had on display at uh, Celebration, but that was about it. Huh. I was pretty happy with what was shown overall, I think. Yeah, I know. It was uh, one of the best things I thought of was like the Hasbro panel. I remember, I think it was two or three years ago, sitting in that panel, and like 30, 40 minutes was Angry Birds. Right. For Star I remember Wars. That. And yeah. All of us were like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and this time it was, it was all Star Wars figures. It was really cool to see. It felt good. There was plenty of reveals and new stuff. And as we said, the Hasbro personnel were very forthcoming about things. I was surprised when I asked, are creatures coming for Forest Awakens? said, yes, they're coming. You know, are vehicles coming for Six Inch? Yes, they're coming. Instead of, well, we're thinking about it. You have the standard Hasbro yeah. answers. Also, so, the real answers. I'm interested about the vehicles for the Six Inch because they, say, they said they were coming, which is good to hear because they've gone, it'll be over a year since a new vehicle for the Six Inch has been released. And really, almost a year since any new three and three quarter inch vehicles have been released. Yeah, I mean, we got it's a surprising. There was never a second wave of vehicles. From no, All, the only thing they added to the line was the um, Ezra speeder bike, right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than the Walmart exclusive X Wing and the Toys yeah. R Us exclusive Tie Fighter. Well, there's the re-release of the Slave One, the little one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but there wasn't much else. We're, we're used to getting like a second wave of vehicles in the spring. Right. And that just didn't happen this year. Maybe but there wasn't a whole lot of vehicles to do anything with from Force Awakens for 3 and 3 quarter, honestly. Yeah, but I was I was really hoping maybe some Rebels vehicles or something. But Yeah. I mean, the, the only thing is like Kylo Ren shuttle maybe, and I don't see yeah. how they're making that. Yeah. Oh, well. Life's tough, right? Yeah, Lego had no new reveals at San Diego. <laughs> they said uh, that they're showing their stuff off somewhere else or something like that, so they were not going to show anything new. Mm. Oh, I don't know if you mentioned this or not. Did Hasbro have any micro-machines on? Were there any micro-machines shown? You know, I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, I wonder if that's done. Because all be. the micro-machines that I've seen are on clearance right now. Right, I'm seeing them starting to clearance. But who knows? That's a pretty good uh, rundown, Ryan. All right. Glad you were able Indeed. to do the both shows. Yeah. Good job. I hope every, I hope everybody enjoyed all the pictures. I tried to get things up as fast as I could. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, 
Uh, it, it was fun. It was sometimes I was just like picture, 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 just to get it done. But uh, you know, later on, I get a chance to kind of look through it myself, and there's details I missed. I could grab up another picture of it. But uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I can admit, by Friday uh, evening of San Diego Comic Con, I was ready to go home. <laughs> I you know gotten all my exclusives. I was pretty much done. I didn't even get a hotel for Friday night, so I was going to uh, spend the night all in line for Hall H. So I didn't see a reason of spending 200 bucks on a hotel for the night. And I did get in. I didn't actually stay in Hall H all day because, uh, even though I stayed out all night in line, because I was actually leaving that day. I had the interview at Hasbro. And I did get to see, like, the Warner Brothers panel. So I saw, like, the Suicide Squad and uh, Justice League and uh, all that sort of stuff that they showed off. And they even had the Harry Potter, the um, Fantastic Beasts panel, and Eddie Redgrave, I think it is, the actor, came out and handed us gave everybody in the hall uh, a wand, his wand that they use in the film. It's a really high-quality, well-done wand, so that was kind of cool to hand out 6,000 of those. Wow. Uh, I did not get... I, by the time the Marvel panel was in, I was actually on the airplane home, so I wasn't around for that. But uh, it was a fun convention, but yeah, doing them back-to-back, I wouldn't recommend. It was very tiring. Um, most of July, I haven't been home, so it was nice to go home and stay home for a little bit. All right, uh, I think that is going to wrap up this show. Um, next show, we will be returning with a vintage show. I've gotten Yay! several. I've gotten several emails from people recently. So like, have I. Do another so vintage show. Do another vintage show, and I tell them we're gonna we're gonna. Did you um, finish Empire? We have not finished Empire. We're going to finish the Empire oh. vehicles. Hopefully, with Jerry from Star Wars Action News. Um, I got to get back with him again and uh, make sure he's still available for that. But that is the plan. I'm excited. Yes. I, for one, am excited. And I also um, just want to say we are going to do, I don't know when, but uh, I also want to do a big Power of the Jedi uh, show sooner than later. Anytime. You know, that's right. the uh, 2000-2001 line that doesn't get mentioned very often, but I'd like to do a whole show yeah. about that that line. Um, Lucky Cosmos will have the Bendem show out yay. at some point. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I want to thank everyone. Thank my co-host from iGrowUpStarWars.com, Tom. Thanks thank a lot, everybody. Good talking to you guys again. From JediBusiness.com and Toy Run. Thanks for having me. Catch you next time. Or catch you on a Toy Run. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Friday. Every Friday. <laughs> Way to crowbar that in, Chris. And from Collecting <laughs> Cosmos. Good job. Collecting Listen Cosmos. and learn, Tom. Darn right. Hey, dude, uh, what can I say? <laughs> I'm lame. From uh, Collecting Cosmos, Ryan. Uh, thank you. I felt like I talked a lot today. But <laughs> it was you. It was all you, Ryan. All you. Yeah. Really was. Thanks again. Yep. And Jake said a baseball this, game. But I won't be, since I won't be going to Celebration next year, I guess you guys get to enjoy all that. So That's right. Okay, and for Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend. And then so long, friend. The nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend. Yes, it's a crime, friend. But you know time, friend. Time can fly. So it's good night, friend. 
Good night, but not goodbye.